The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 84, recorded January 26th, 2021. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one half of the team. With me, as always, as I'm always, oh, as always. <laughs> wow, I jumped in there. Uh, Michael Diaz, uh, title geek guy, yeah, geek guy. Hey, Michael. Hey, Joe. How's it going, man? Good week. Did you have a good week? Eh. <laughs> awesome. That's just the rip roaring start people want to hear from this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, every week's the same. The last, you know, ten right. Months. It really is. Every week I is mean, kind of the same. It's cold now as opposed to warm when it was six months ago. But I mean, eh, everything's fine. But yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> On that uplifting note, how are you, Joe? I'm good. <laughs> it's been actually a pretty good week. I mean, I got we had a great weekend. We we went sledding. Oh, nice! It was fun. There's a hill over by us. Um, it's really close. They're supposed to have the they have like a pull you up kind of thing, like a it's not a tow rope. You kind of sit in the tube and it pulls you up, but that wasn't running. They didn't have it running, but we just went on our own sleds and, you know, had a good time and uh, came back in and, you know, played some card games and did what people do when you can't do anything. So you just sit around, you know, inside, but it was a fun weekend. Uh, A lot of stuff's going on. I did some reading. I've been focused on my reading, doing well. Well, I hope Um, you did some reading. Yeah, we got stuff to talk about today. We have a lot of, we have, well, not a ton of news. We have a few things to talk about in news. We have, uh, we will be talking again about WandaVision episode three and Ready Player Two section two. Um, so much to get into. So let's start with uh, this week's news. I just saw today that Mando 3 is going to be filming in April if all goes well. So it's going to be on the heels of um, Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. So I guess that's filming now or getting close to filming now. But looks like it's on track just a little bit later due to uh, Boba Fett. So COVID beware. That's good. Because, well, we don't know, though, when it's coming out for sure. They didn't say that. That's true. But we know that it would be shortly after. So maybe, you know, who knows? I would assume that they're going to find the right spot, you know, to do that. Maybe we'll see Boba Fett in the October, November slot that Mandalorian previously had. And then Mandalorian after that. Yeah. That's what like, I'm guessing. Depending. I, I guess it depends on what they're going to do with, with um, Marvel stuff, you know, cause I assume they're going to stagger this. So people keep paying their subscription. Right. Right. Cause well, they only, they only need to stagger it so much. Like they got me because I was going to drop it but there's only three weeks in between Mandalorian and WandaVision. So I'm like, uh, I'm not going to save any money. Right. So I stayed <laughs> for now, for now. Right. Well, and that's the thing too. What WandaVision's, they got what? Six more episodes, which we'll get into that in a sec. 
Mm-hmm. So that takes us into well into February, right? If not right. late February. And we know that Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out in March. So they got me again. Yep. They know they what they're doing. doing. Yeah, they know what they're doing. So yeah, good good news there. Good news there. They're starting to film. Um, second quick bit of news. I guess there's going to be in development a Justice League Dark for HBO Max. So I don't know anything about that. Do you? I do. But what what is Justice League Dark? Tell us, Comic Boy. <laughs> comic Boy. I don't know if I like that title, but I'll take it for now. Remember um, that one for next weekend or next next week's podcast. Comic Boy. Oh, okay. Putting a pin in that. So. The, the basic gist is Justice League Dark are more of the magical and supernatural type members of... Like the- Constantine? Is that is D- DC? Yeah, Constantine's DC, right? Yeah, he is. I mean, he was Vertigo for a while. No, then he wasn't. Anyhow, um, he might show up in that, but Constantine... Con- Constantine. Con- that guy. Constantine, yes. Yes, Constantine. I'm, I don't know why I'm having... John that. Constantine. Yeah. Hellblazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he works best on his own. He does not work well. I don't even know who Hellblazer is. Is he like uh, Marvel's um, Hellrider or Hellrider? Whatever. No, John John Constantine Hellblazer. That's his. That's who oh, okay. I thought it was a, sec- a separate person, <laughs> like some other. See, ghost. I thought it was like Ghost Rider. Knows his shit. No, for the for the longest time, uh, the name of the title was John Constantine Hellblazer. Gotcha. Didn't know that. I just okay. knew it was Keanu Reeves. Yeah, in the movies, or it was I'm Matt, just, what's I'm his face, kidding. in the TV show, Matt something. Yeah, he had, he had his own show, right, for a while? Wasn't there a show? He briefly, like, 10-ish episodes or so on NBC, and yeah. they canceled it, but it was still produced by Berlanti and all those people. Yeah. So, um, he then showed up in a couple episodes, what, of Arrow and, uh, you know, Heroes, uh, Legends right. of Tomorrow. And now I think he's actually on that show, and he's really coming to his own. I, you know, I haven't watched Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Maybe one of those things where I jump back on Netflix at some point when there's absolutely nothing and I watch that again. Well, you know, I heard, you know, when it first came out, I was like, that show just looks, looks stupid. It's silly and stupid. But I, I'll, I, tell you the, I'll tell you the only reason I watched it. This is a dumb reason. Um, because of Firestorm. You like Firestorm that much? Um, well, I liked him in, when I was a kid and, and when they brought him on the Super Friends because he was a superhero that was created while I was born. Do you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, I get that. It was like, wow, this is a new guy. And they figured out a new comic book hero. Then like, I'm at the beginning of it. You know, when you're, I don't know when, how old I was when Super Friends was out, but he was a new, a new, a new one. So it was kind of nice to see something new. Um, So I was like, how are they going to do that with, you know, with a leak? I wanted to see it. And it wasn't so bad. I kind of dug it. So I liked the idea of having a comic person come up when I was, a you know, a kid. And it was like, this is my generation. I didn't think of it that overtly, but now that I look back is what I'm saying. Oh, here you go. I hear you. Um, I just, I thought it looked so silly, but I'm hearing people now saying that uh, it really found its groove and it's actually one of the better of the uh, Arrowverse shows. I, I can't speak to that, but apparently it's now getting respect. So hmm. how about cool. that? Cool. Anyway, all I have to say, Justice League Dark, you're going to see characters like uh, Zatanna. I don't know if you know who she is, but she's like no, um, she like a Scarlet Witch kind of thing. Uh, well, it's, yeah, no, Scarlet Witch is yes, she uses her mutant hex powers, but combines them with magic. Think of her more as like a uh, female Doctor Strange, but 
Well, oh, that's gotcha. not great either because really the Doctor Strange of the DC universe is Doctor Fate. Well, I mean, from what I understand, they're they're building this dark series, right? So there's Justice League Dark, but they're gonna have, you know, your buddy. Your buddy's the one who's doing this. My buddy. Your buddy, yeah. Uh, J.J. Abrams is the one, I guess, who's working oh, on separate, uh, special, is uh, allegedly working on Zatanna and Constantine shows for HBO Max that will bring together the jar- Justice Dark, Justice League Dark, yeah. or at least it's a bad robot um, production. Well, that's him, right? I mean, okay, Abrams, he doesn't produce. I mean, he doesn't produce a lot of crap. I mean, some crap. I mean, for, to go forever, it is. I really, really enjoyed Cloverfield. Right, mm-hmm. I didn't watch ten. I haven't seen ten Cloverfield Lane, so I can't speak to that. Nor have I uh, watched the space one that was really bad, apparently. But all that to say, some of his stuff is good. You know, we'll but see. Some of it's awful, awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't we go right into this other theory that's happening before we get into the the trailer? Um, it seems like. You know, for those that are really in the know of Marvel, and I was watching a podcast today called Nerd Theory, which I think is pretty fun sometimes. Um, Wait, watching a podcast? Mm-hmm. Well, it's a video. It's a YouTube show. I shouldn't say it's a podcast. Gotcha. This is a podcast where it's all audio. This is a YouTube show. Um, but he kind of went into this whole Secret Wars thing, and I'm like, holy crap, That's he's, he's got all these theories, and they all seem to line up. So I said, I think that'll be a good thing for Michael to talk about, because he talked about Namor, and he talked about how there's this whole kind of underground like parallel worlds and um, like destroying another parallel world or something. I don't know. It, was, it seemed very complicated. Like he got into like so many characters. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about anymore, but so maybe you can comic boy clear us up on some comic boy. <laughs> I'm going to make it stick. And well, um, I have to assume he's talking about the latest iteration of, um, Secret I have Lord. no idea. I have honestly I have no idea. He has to be because okay, a little bit of comic book history. Uh, the original Secret War came out in the eighties. Mm-hmm. All just was basically to sell toys. It was a, it was a, a, a project they did with a toy company. So it was just to sell toys. But what they did was basically they took. There's this planet called Battle World where it took chunks of all these different planets and they put it together into one world. And heroes were forced to fight each other. You had the X-Men, you had Captain America, Spider-Man, Doctor Doom, you know, a bunch of villains, stuff like that, yada, yada, yada. And, of course, it was a it was an event. Like, again, the key was to sell toys. They did action figures based on the Secret War. And then, so, they did a second one a couple of years later, because why not? They had a bunch well, of money. But, I guess what he was bringing up is, like, some of, uh, and maybe this will lead to where you're going, and I don't know. But he brought up things like um, Iron Man back and Steve Rogers back. Maybe it was parallel. Like, like, and then they're talking about in some. And the reason he's bringing these things up is there's been rumors of that both of those guys coming back to the fold. So Which maybe I don't know what I don't know what version of Secret Wars that is. Is yes, is what I'm asking. So then, yes, that would tie in more to the most recent version of Secret War. Okay. Which was they kind of took that idea uh, instead of mismashing different worlds from different planets, um, Marvel decided basically to clean up their universe, kind of like how DC does every other year. Um, right. Yes, that is a slight on DC. <laughs> right. So every once in a while, you know, there's a soft reboot. You, know, you just have to do that. 
you know, continuity gets crazy. So what Marvel did was, you know, for the longest time they had the Marvel Universe, which I don't know if you know is called the 616 Universe. No, but that seems right for where we live. Right? Yeah, because Michigan, hello. Uh, I'm sorry, West Michigan. Anyway, um, the Marvel Universe proper that we know of is the 616. So the Avengers, Spider-Man, all the comics and stuff. That's the six one six. What does that number signify? Why? Why that? Uh, I don't remember what the exact number, what the number exactly means, but it, it's just it was every universe had its own own number. The the Marvel universe we know just happens to be six one six. I don't know why it was called that. Someone probably does. So I should just definitively say what I think it was, and then someone can tell us why we're wrong. But um, actually, I think some of it had to do with the fact that. Something about um, the Silver Age started with, what, in 1961, maybe in June of 1961. That's why it's called 616. Anyway, Got it. That seems interesting. That seems right. I'm just going to say that's definitive. So that way, when we're wrong, that's how you get anything answered on the internet, right? Just state the fact and then someone argues. Um, But about 20 years ago, they launched the Ultimate Universe. Or, yeah, the Ultimate Universe. Did you know? Did you read any of that? No. So... They're like, okay. The comics I may have an accident. I didn't know there was a whole, you know what I mean? I may have picked up a comic here or there. Yep. Just they, didn't know. they created the Ultimate Universe, which is basically, they said, okay, the universe we have right now with Spider-Man, you know, X-Men, all the people you know, it's a mess. You know, we've got 60 years of continuity. And, you know, some people just don't want to have to know, you know, you pick up an issue. Like, like right now, you pick up something with Scarlet Witch and you find out she's got like three different origins and it's all this big mess. They try to get away from that by launching it, really it is it is tough. Like if you want to enter comics, you you have no clue walking in there like there's fifty Batman, there's all these other you don't you don't know what the hell's going on. Exactly. So they launched this new universe called the Ultimate Universe, which with Ultimate Spider Man, Ultimate X Men, those kind of titles. They started basically they started with Spider Man. And then added X Men. And then Fantastic Four. And they were basically continuity-free reboots of these characters with modern changes. So, whereas in the original Amazing Fantasy 15 or 17 or whatever one it was where Spider-Man shows up, you know, you get a couple, four or five, six panels, and then all of a sudden, boom, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, right? Right. Um, I don't think Peter Parker became Spider-Man until like issue four or five, maybe even six in the series. Well, it was all build up to that. What happened and got him so established who he was. So they had these two universes, right? And they were able to do whatever they wanted in either universe. Well, they killed off characters in the ultimate universe that were still alive in the main universe, um, including Peter Parker. Okay. He died, and that's how Miles Morales became Spider Man in the ultimate universe. All that to say, they decided. We can't, you know, we're 20 years in almost into this ultimate universe. Now it has a bunch of continuity, you know, all this. Let's take what's best about our current Marvel universe and this universe. And there was also other universes that they only touched on, but other people would visit. And they basically did their version of kind of like uh, DC's Crisis on Infinite Earths. And instead, parts of these different realities form this world called Battle World. And um, different realities were disappearing and popping out of existence. And this was the last battle to re 
basically restart a big bang and recreate the universe and tie it into the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, you know, all that stuff. So it would be a way for Marvel if, like I said, I haven't watched the, the show you're talking about, the YouTube show, but I'm thinking by establishing a multiverse, they can make a big mess out of it over you know a few films and then come to a climax in Avengers 5 where they bring all the universes into one or maybe Avengers 6 or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. We could clean it up later via Secret War. Got it. I tried to make it as quick and as concise as I could. It's really, there's a lot going on. But the whole gist is different realities, merging them back into one. Interesting. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, do you think they're building to that from what you're seeing with all the, with, so we've got, you know, the, the, we'll talk about Wanda in, in a few, but obviously there's a multiverse that's going to explode at some point and bring us to something, you know, really open that up. Well, I'd like to see the UP, YouTube show that you mentioned just to see some of his evidence or what he thinks or what they yeah, think. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool show. Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know if, if the guy's a great guy. I don't know. I, I dig him. I think he, he's a pretty genuine dude. Um um, but I can I can send it to you and you can watch it your leisure. Maybe we talk about it next week. Yeah, um, I can I can take a look because um, at this point I think it's too hard. It, it, I, unless he's got some really good evidence, he does. Well, listen, I, he does because he knows. Like this is basically he's a Marvel person. You know, he knows he's he makes his YouTube show off of a lot of Marvel things. You know, he's been doing it for years. You know, um, and that's what he does. I found him as a guest on a Star Wars theory that I watch on YouTube. And um, anyways. I'll, I'll watch it, but I, we, before watching it, the first thing I'm going to say is I think it's too soon to say only because they're just, I mean, we're just now dipping our toe into the multiverse. We know it's coming, but, mm-hmm. you know, the first hint of it was last year in Spider-Man Far From Home. Now we're getting hints of it possibly in WandaVision, but we don't know for sure because the show's not over. And we also know, right. obviously, Doctor Strange is going to be the madness of the multiverse or multiverse of madness. Right. Is it? Something like that. Multiverse of madness, I believe is what it is. Yeah. So heavy hints as that there's a multiverse, but until we actually see it and see different versions, but it would be a good way to show that in another reality, here are the X-Men. And then right. pull them in. Pull them in without having to do a giant right. or re- reboot boot. In this other reality. And I do, form. from what I understand in the secret, we can get into this later. This, this was meant to be a small topic, but um, I mean, from what he was saying, like Secret Wars, you have a lot of um, Fantastic Four is involved because you got Doctor Doom and all these things happen. Doctor Doom's a key person, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the latest iteration of Secret War, basically Doctor Doom is the hero. Well, that's the thing. That's this is what's interesting because they have now can pull all these people in, and what a great way to do it! And without having to do another, you know, Fantastic Four, um, origin. you know, be, yeah, origin story. We've already had it three times, so or two times, so. It might be interesting. I I, I hope uh, the, the, it sounds like they're gonna do really something cool and really you know we think just when you think what else can you do, 
they can keep going. But apparently there's a Thanos in there too. So, or Thanos. So, and he's gone, but maybe if he's from a multi or, you know, who the hell knows they can, which means nobody ever really dies. Well, we, we saw this in Endgame. Right. Thanos, you know, Thor chopped his head off and then Thanos from the past jumped to the future. But then he dissolves again after the snap. So. Right. But our reality is Thanos. There could be another Thanos in another reality. Right. There you go. There you go. Okay. Let's talk about this cool ass Kong versus Godzilla trailer or Godzilla versus Kong. Is that the name of it? What's the, what's the true name of this movie? I think it's Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Dude, that was fun. It is. And you know, it did exactly what a trailer is supposed to do. It got you excited and looked really fun, but I'm old and cynical now. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You I seem think- to me like, I think you were young and cynical too. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe I so. think, I know I am. I've always been. It's not like, well, I don't think age has made me more or less cynical. At this point, we've had a fair number of comic book and other geek movies where you saw the trailer and said, oh my God, that looks awesome. And then you go to see the movie, you're like, all the good scenes were in the trailer. Right. So I'm not saying that's it. Uh, I still have to watch Godzilla King of Monsters. It's on HBO Max, apparently. So that's that's on my to-do. Don't get me wrong. I liked the first Godzilla. I thought it was fun. It yeah, and King of the Monsters is fun, and but I think if we if I start with um, Skull Island, is that what it's called? Yeah, Kong Skull Island. Yeah, start with that, then watch King of the Monsters, then go into this one. I think you're going to get that cool trilogy. Yeah, and then here's the thing. Um, like I said, the first Godzilla was all right. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, whatever, but Kong Skull Island complete B grade just popcorn movie fun. It's just, right. it's not bright. It's not a smart movie at all. Well, that's what this is going to be too. I'm like I'm not expecting heady stuff here. I'm expecting two giant monsters going to fight each other. It's it's Batman versus Superman. Oh, wait, what? Um, no. Hey, for but we ended hey, I ended up liking Batman versus Superman. So what do you know? I know. Right. Um what's interesting to me is like so you didn't see King of the Monsters, so it's really hard for me to talk about it because Godzilla was kind of the hero in that, in a way. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it, but from the trailers, I remember that basically they thought that Godzilla came up, you know, he was like uh, an internal or an elemental of some sort where he would show up when the Earth needed a protector. Right. And now that doesn't seem that way from this preview. Seems yeah, like he's... He looks like the villain. Right. So it's interesting to see what will happen. I, I you know... It, it got me, and Godzilla is one of my favorites, so it's really weird. Because I, but I'm kind of rooting for Kong after this video, you know. I don't know. You know, funny, funny tidbit. My great aunt, when I was a kid, uh, even as a little kid, when I watched the old, you know, Japanese Godzilla movies. Oh, they were great. I loved them. I enjoyed Monster, them, but Monster yeah, Week. You knew it was a guy in a suit stomping on shit, right? Oh yeah, of course. I didn't care. It was still fun. Right, but I remember spending the night at my great-grandma's house once, and my aunt would not watch it with us because they scared her. The God- really? The old Godzilla movie scared her, which I thought was hilarious, because they're so hokey, but fun. But yeah, they scared- so I just thought it was funny. That is funny. Yeah. So, like I said, the trailer does its job. It looks fun. It makes me want to check it out. What it really made me do was think, 
I have to watch King of, Godzilla King of Monsters, and I got to do it soon, so I'm ready for this. You do have to do it soon um, while you have your HBO Max. Well, I, I, I went in a second month. I paid today. Did you? Yeah, well, the main reason being is that uh, we're really into Veep, and we have two more seasons to go, and I'm like, I got to finish. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're getting the content you want, it's worth the money. Like, you know, like anything else, if you really want that content, you're going to, you'll pay for it. If you don't want it anymore, you won't. Exactly. And if they and if they give you what you want, you'll keep paying for it. And if they don't, you shut it off. That's kind of like, you know, they 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 want everybody mainlining these uh, digital drugs, man. Well, it's working. <laughs> well, you know, COVID helps. They know it. It's like, what what are we doing? Well, what do you want to watch? You know, I watched the witch. I watched the Witcher over again. Speaking of my geek this week, I'm all done. And then I watched the making of it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it was cool. I didn't see the making of it before. So that's a good segue. Let's go into our geek this week. So mine was, A, I watched The Witcher again. Uh, finished it, I should say. I talked about it last week. Um, I loved it this, better the second time. I, it was so much easier for me to figure out because I already went through it once. Um, well, yeah, because the first season kind of jumps around time-wise, right? It does, and I don't know anything about the lore. I never read those books. It makes me want to read the books. So I may do that next after all these other books are out of the way. Maybe that's the next book club thing. I don't know. That's yeah. not you though. You won't do. You won't do fantasy though. You're a bummer. Um, well, so I anyways, can't keep making you read sci-fi and not read fantasy. Well, I don't know if I want to start with that one with you. I don't know if it's good or bad, but people seem to like it. Uh, anyways, um, and then uh, High Republic. I'm now officially fifty percent done with that book. And it's, it's, it's starting to really kick in a little better. I think uh, we may find that a similar thing with our ready player two discussion later, but um, things are starting to happen. It's, it's drawing me more into the story. Um, it's uh, you know, I'm learning the the new Jedi and all these people. So I, I hope it, it ends up really great. I hope this becomes something cool. I bought the, um, I picked up my issue number one of uh, high Republic comic and I started reading the first two pages and it was spoilers for the book. I'm like, God damn it. So I put that down because <laughs> um, I guess it takes place slightly after that book. I'm like, why don't you tell me that? <laughs> yeah. Shouldn't it say that somewhere? It didn't. Oh, that would piss me off. Yeah. It wasn't a huge spoiler, but it was enough to know that it was past where I was. I'm like, okay, so now I can't read this comic until until I finish uh, Light of the Jedi. So, um, so I'm trying to get that done as I read uh, Ready Player Two. Um, and that's pretty much my geek this week. And I'll say one more thing. I really geeked out and I, I started using a Wacom tablet this week. What? <laughs> I, didn't know, I didn't know you had one. Um, it's an old one from work that was sitting around. I'm like, I'm going to try this. Um, I had to go in to ship some stuff to, uh, China for boxes and it was just sitting there. I'm like, I haven't used that before. I'm going to try it. And I'm like kicking myself cause I never did it before. Cause it's so awesome. You use it for drawing and whatnot, right? Use it for your mouse replacement and everything. It's amazing. Really? It's amazing. I'm like, what? Well, I'm an idiot. Well, that's true. But there's nothing yeah. wrong with this. True. <laughs> but I love it. I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I, I started, uh, uh, I started doing an illustration in Illustrator, to, something that I wouldn't do with a mouse. So I really pushed my Illustrator, and uh, maybe I'll share it one day when I get it finished. But it's a, uh, it's a really cool technique that I'm learning. Is it Star so. Wars related. Uh, well, this particular drawing is, yes, it's a portrait of Luke, um, old man, Luke. And, uh, 
but it's, it's me. I'm, I, I decided this year like to keep learning. Like I didn't learn much last year. You know what I mean? Like I didn't drive myself to learn. So I took a, an online illustration class um, that you do on your, you know, their videos you watch, you don't, it's not live. Right. Um, so I'm, this is what I'm doing with it with illustrator and um, retaking bass lessons. So I'm, and I'm reading more. So I'm trying to be a better person, Michael. Okay. Well, about time, Joe. <laughs> No, but didn't you used to correct me if I'm wrong? You used to do drawings and sketches on an iPad and post them to your Instagram. Did you not? Mm -hmm. Those are quick sketches. This is um, using actual vector illustrator, like a little more hardcore. Those were like 15. I gave myself 15 minutes to draw a sketch. This is going to be like a 25 hour, you know, 20 hour drawing. Gotcha. This is legit drawing. Whereas before the other. Okay. Well, they're both legit. They're both legit. One's more gestural and like get the feeling and, you know, give yourself 15 minutes or something and draw this thing. And that was on a, well, I, a really. I they're both drawings, but, you know, from what little I know for like, you know, comic book artists and stuff, they do the same thing. They'll, uh, they usually do a sketch before they get to work because they just mm-hmm. want to kind of, you know, wet the loosen whistle, up. if you will. Yeah, you loosen up. It's an old technique. Um, but this is more like if somebody hired me as an illustrator to do something for someone, this is what this would be. Gotcha. Um. So, yeah, I, I mean, I started my whole career as, a, as an illustrator, as, as drawing things and ended up in graphic design stuff. But kind of going back to like, you know, it's one of those things I can zone out. And I, I mean, I started drawing, uh, I picked this pen up last Friday and I, I was, we had, we were so tired from sledding on Saturday that Sunday I started at like, I don't know, 10 in the morning and I didn't stop until like 530. I was wow. just drawing. So, I mean, I can get lost. Like, I love it. I haven't done that in a very long time. Well, no, you ha- you're going to have to post it at some point. You know that, right? Yeah. It's got to be good, though. Otherwise, I won't. Because <laughs> it could suck. Well, to be fair, I remember your sketches, and I always, I remember telling Shaley back in the day, I said, dude, you should, like, sell some of those or something. And you're like, eh, they're just sketches. Yeah. Yeah, but people make money off that shit. Yeah. We'll see. Anyway. What about you? What about your your geeks last week? So once again, Amazon uh, <laughs> Prime Library got me again. Uh, I think as I, you know, everyone knows I read uh, the Immortal Hulk. She's one yep. through ten because they were collected. I happened to notice that Schneider and um, I just had the guy's name on my my tongue. Schneider and what's his face? Oh hell. Um, it's all right. Go on. When they came on to the new 52 to reboot Batman, um, the the first volume of that, Batman volume one, the Court of Owls. So I was like, you that know, was the new, that was the new 52 for Batman. Yeah. That's how they rebooted it. Well, not really booted, but they just basically Batman did not get rebooted. So anyway, the first volume of it was available for that. I remember hearing all kinds of great things about what they did. Okay. And I never actually read it. And I'm like, holy shit, it's been like 10, 11 years since they did that? Wow. What the hell? Why, am, why have I not read this yet? Because life happens, man. There's a lot going on. I know, I know, I know. But still, uh, it was free. So I was like, you know what? What the hell? It's first. It's five issues. I tore through it. I loved it. I was like, this is some badass Batman stuff. Well, that's cool. Well, and it's what's nice, too, is, I mean... Don't get me wrong. Everyone loves to see Batman going against the Riddler, the Joker, and you know, Penguin, all that stuff. But this was a whole completely new adversary for him. So it's a good place to just drop in if you haven't read Batman in a while. 
you don't need to know anything else. You just know who Batman is, and now he's going against this the Court of Owls and Talon. Um, right. Greg Capullo, that's the artist. Thank you. It just came to my head. Anyway, first five issues read it. I loved it so much. I'm like, this came out 9, 10, 11 years ago? I said, they must have collected it several times by now. And I looked, and they had an omnibus. The Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, Batman omnibus, like 30, 40 some odd issues. And it was like half off on Amazon. So Amazon, they, they did their job. I read the first five issues, liked it so much. It showed up today. It's at my doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> they know so how I to. dropped like 60 bucks or something like that on a massive 900,000 page tome of Batman comics. That's cool. Something to, you know, hey, you're going to be... We're going to be trapped for a while still, especially, you know, so. So I've got plenty of Batman comics to read. I don't know when I'm going to jump into it just because, well, obviously we're reading Ready Player Two, which we'll get into. I have another novel to finish and I'm also, you know, tearing through the Meta Barons. I just, I have too many comics, Joe, too many books. Well, that's just how you roll, comic boy. Comic boy. So yeah, <laughs> uh, to everyone else that read it 10 years ago, you were right. Batman volume one court of owls. It's fantastic. There you go. So that's our geek this week. Let's jump into, I guess the meat of the show. I don't know. WandaVision episode three is now streaming. If anybody missed it, it, it is uh, just like the Mandalorian released on Fridays. Um, interesting episode, a very, very, uh, Partridge family meets uh, Brady Bunch and, you know, children were born. <laughs> I mean, there's so much that happened this episode. Um, but I think that my biggest, I, I mean, I liked this episode better than the other two, actually. Um, what I liked about it is like, now you're starting to see real cracks. You're, you're starting to see that there's some, um, clearly, I believe Wanda is creating this world. So something's happening to her. And I don't even know if she's if she's being held or... Um, you know, it, it seems like she's in her own world here and she's creating it because if something goes wrong, she stops it and rewinds it and does what she needs to do to get her place back. Um, but you know, it was a, a, a fun, fun episode. Um, but yeah, a, a lot happened. I mean, what, what was your first take? And then we can get into, I guess, uh, almost a beat by beat, so to speak. I agree with you. Um, you know, there are a lot of layers to peel back in the first two episodes but i get that we have six more episodes to go yet but already with this third is episode, it is it nine episodes? episodes is that what they're is it nine i want to say nine okay i think it's i think it was originally going to be eight now it's nine anyway the point is in this third episode i think we got a little bit of payoff already right so not that the first two episodes were bad but they were weird I mean, the first one we already know, 50s. The second one, 60s. This one's obviously 70s. And the most interesting of the first two episodes was that little hint at the end where you see the beekeeper with the sword emblem, and then she rewinds time so that way they can, she can you know avoid reality, really. Right. But we see a bit more of that in this episode. So more hints, but larger hints and confirms a few things. So... I won't get get into it too much. We'll get to that when we get to it. But yeah, let's talk about it beat by beat. But for me, yes, 
this episode was a bit of a payoff and I enjoyed it the most out of the three we've watched now. Right. So it starts off with um, in their new place and they get their 70s stuff going on and the doc, they bring the doctor over to look at her pregnancy. And, you know, they're trying to make a joke of like, you know, this was like yesterday. <laughs> right. And he's like, you know, <laughs> the doctor doesn't think anything of it. And it's, you know, um, you know, going through that kind of thing. And that he's trying to get on vacation. It was a, a very much a sitcom. I mean, they do the sitcom thing really great. Um, and, and, you know, looking back at all those old shows, it's always some weird, you know, circumstance that puts these people together. And that's exactly what they did, you know, in this particular episode. Um, so that's kind of like the beginning and, and, and they're kind of, uh, trying to tell him the truth, but he doesn't want to hear it. <laughs> right. I mean, even Vision kind of jokes, you know, the doctor's like, oh, you're about six months along. And right. Vision's like uh, 12 hours. Right. But they don't believe him, right? Exactly. Um, so, but the funny thing is it's, you know, hours have passed since they went from the 60s to the 70s too. I mean, that's the big thing, right? It's a time jump. Because at the end of the last, you know, episode two was still the 60s and she was already starting to get pregnant. She was already, you know, you know. She was showing immediately. She was showing, right. So, and then like as as the show happens, like she's becoming more, like she's going to have the babies. Um, But when it starts off with her having like, you know, the, the Braxton Hicks or whatever. Other and um, you know she's turning the power off and there's all kind of weird shit going on and Vision like is like I don't something's actually going wrong and he starts to break out right um and he you know he go kind of goes to the neighbors and they're trying to tell him something's wrong and then and it was weird it was like there's so much going on um yeah I don't know no I, you're right and- right. No, and I and this and then throughout this episode Sue at Sue two, you see that Wanda has great control of this over this reality. When yeah. the labor pains happen, it affects, like you said, with the, the power fluctuations and all that, it affects the entire neighborhood. So, everything in this, again, we don't know definitively that this is a pocket dimension. But everything seems to be leading to that because everything is tied to her. She has labor pains. It affects everyone. Her water breaks. Everyone had rain inside their house. Right. And I'm, yeah. And I don't know if it's around pain. And, and if new pain comes, it's kind of bringing her back to reality. And we don't know what that pain is. But what we think is um, maybe in, in the show, it gets, you know, um, uh, contractions or whatever, but it could be something from the outside. It's giving her pain. that's turning her into the story. Um, then you got other weird things too. Like when he goes out, so when, when vision goes outside and he sees his neighbors, neighbors trimming the hedge and he's like cutting through the blocks of cement with a hedge trimmer. If anybody's ever done, you know, you can't, but so that's another weird, like, so it's like, are people trying to break into this world? Is that what that's about? You know? See, I took uh, it, I took it similar, but it's slightly different. Okay. And here's why I think, I don't know, I don't want to talk about the ending so much, but, you know, we already know that she's in Westview. And it seems, my guess is, based on what we've seen this episode, it's a real town. 
that she might be controlling. And I'm starting to suspect that the people there are real people, possibly real townsfolk that are trapped in there with her and are playing the parts that she has given them. But I think they know they're in her reality. And so for me, that scene where he's trimming the hedges and then you see him cutting through the wall, which no is not possible. I think it was kind of allegorical that he wants that, um, that particular character wants to cut through the wall to get out. Right. That's how I took it is very symbolic. Yeah. Something's going on there. And then what's with that stork? That was some weird shit. Was that just pure symbolism of the babies are coming or is there more to that? I think it's just the babies. I think it's just a manifestation of that, but also ties into the, the wacky stuff that happens in a 70s episode, right? A 70s sitcom. Right. So there might be more, but I did find it interesting that her she had no power or no control over the stork. Right. She kept trying to make it disappear and it would just flutter its wings and go the smoke would blow away. Right. I mean, so we, we've got the stork. Um, it's walking around. I mean, uh, you know, when Geraldine comes over, I guess Geraldine, oh, so to back up, Geraldine comes over, but this is before the start, Stork starts um, walking around because Geraldine's in there. Now, this is where stuff really starts to get really broken. Um, so you've got her, uh, Geraldine here, it was talking about her career and, you know, every time she doesn't notice that, that or it doesn't pay, or it doesn't, she, she may notice, but she's certainly not playing to the fact that Wanda's pregnant, even though Wanda hides these things on her stomach, but it's pretty like the absurdity is somebody would know she was pregnant right away. Right. So we don't know if Geraldine is playing the part because clearly we don't know if she should be there because what later on when, when things are going really bad, I suppose, um, Geraldine brings up, you know, because Wanda, Wanda sings that song about her brother. Talk, her brother comes up in conversation. Um, she she basically draws out the fact that that Wanda had a brother, and the brother was killed by Ultron. And she and she's like, wait, what, what? What did you say? And you know, and then all stuff ensues. Like before we get to the end end of this, but um, you know, that was a that, like so again. I know we talked about it last week, but I can't remember who. No, Geraldine is who now? Is that? Um, she's Monica Rambeau. Right. She's from from Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, the, the the daughter that was her friend's daughter, right? Correct. Who in the comic books was actually Captain Marvel for a while, but now goes by Photon. Right. So she has powers now. Um. I think this leads credence to the thought from episode two that she was on that helicopter that accidentally got sucked in and then Wanda turned the helicopter into a toy so that way she didn't have to deal with the reality. Of, right. You know, that break or she didn't have to face reality. But now that Monica was in, she became like one of the townspeople and is playing her role. But when we see Scarlet Witch singing that Sokovian lullaby, that's you know, right. It snaps everyone back to reality, and Geraldine, who is not actually Geraldine, um, 
remembers a little bit who she is, or maybe not necessarily who she is, but who the Scarlet Witch is, and then remembers, you know, Pietro, you know, Quicksilver. And that's another jolt of reality. Scarlet Witch is not having that. Right. So I'm looking, you know, I, I try to be prepared. I didn't want to bring all those up yet. So but we'll get into some Easter eggs after after we get to the end here. So she blows her through the wall, though, or whatever this is, Geraldine, yes. at the end. And that's where we were like, okay, that that's where I really got the idea that she is. I mean, obviously, you're going to mess with my, my reality that I'm controlling. Then you're not going to be part of this anymore. Yes. So she pushes her through. Um, that's where we see, too. The sign for Westview, so we know it's a real town, right? Right. And then, so what do you do? You think it's it's um, you know, Wanda doing that? Like, okay, if it is Wanda, would it be interesting if Wanda is the actual antagonist of the Doctor Strange movie? Like, she's so like she. It's kind of like um, Dark Phoenix in a way. Like, if you let her go, or Phoenix, you know, from X Men. They yep. could de- could destroy the world if you let her go unchecked. And could she be that distraught that or that 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 she could tear the fiber of reality away? And Doctor Strange has to actually fight Wanda to bring her back. But we don't know what got her there, other than all the bad stuff that happens. But it's got to be a little more than that because she was at the end of Endgame and she was fine, so to speak. Well, she may have been hiding it well. Right. I mean, but do you think she could be the antagonist to the Doctor Strange? I think it's certainly possible. I, I think where you're going with this is definitely a possibility. I mean, yeah, she seemed fine at the end of Endgame, but she had just popped back into re- into an existence. And, you right. Know, she went from watching uh, Vision die again, and then Thanos snaps, she disappears. So then she comes back five years later, and the first thing she sees is Thanos in front of her. Yeah, she's going to want some payback. Right. Once the battle's done, she's got to deal with the fact that she's back. Vision isn't. Right. So, you know, maybe, I mean, we don't know where the show's going to end. We, like I said, got six more episodes. So if it turns out that whatever happens, you know, takes Vision away from her again, takes her now children away from her again, is that going to cause an even further break that makes her the adversary against Doctor Strange? It's possible. Yeah, I think so. I think that's where it's going, personally, but maybe not. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I don't. I, I don't know if Marvel would want to do that and take one of their heroes and turn him into a bad guy so quickly, um, even if it turns out to be just kind of like misguided or because of some kind of trauma. Right. Um, but I'm also not saying it isn't that. I'm, I'm just saying I think your theory is valid. I don't know if I believe it as much as you do at this point, but it's a valid theory. No, no, no less than any other theory that's out there right now. Right. Got it. So what, um, I mean, I can get into some Easter eggs, but is what are we missing from the, the, did you like the episode? Did you, I mean, was it, did you like it better than the other two? Is it, is it, is it keeping, is it pulling you more into the show or, or are you just like, ah, whatever. Because you weren't so, you didn't hate the other stuff, but you weren't like super, like, you know, waiting to jump on the next one, I feel. Right. The first two episodes, they were interesting. And like I said, they're layers of an onion. There's a lot to peel back. There's a lot going on there, but they weren't, 
they didn't really seem like they advanced the story very far. And maybe I was just being impatient. And the story definitely advances in this episode. There's a lot more hints. Um, you know, like the doctor saying, you know, you just it's just hard to get out of a small town. Kind of implying right. that right. they are trapped there. And then, you know, the kicker is, you know, knocking Geraldine slash Monica out of that reality. You've seen all the, you know, the Humvees show up and the soldiers and the helicopters. And the way the lights are around it, obviously there is a, a base there. They're monitoring the situation. There appears to be, you know, agents of S.W.O.R.D. there. So uh, it's, it's really advanced the story forward. So all that to say, yeah, I like this episode much more than the first two. It's It's really got my attention now. And now, yes, I am eager to see what happens in episode four. Cool. So here's a few Easter eggs that um, did some research on for uh, for this episode. So you were we were talking about Earth 616, right? Yes. Now, there's some saying that the, the address of their house is Westview 2800, which I, I uh, according to this Easter egg is an, an actual there's an Earth 2800 in some of the comics in the multiverse. Oh, really? So that could be a, a sign there. Um, that's one little thing. Uh, so, um, and then I guess, I guess in episode two, they, when they did the commercial for the Strucker watches, the, when, when, if you know anything about photographing watches, you usually put your, your watch hands at 10 and two so that you can see the logo, right? When you're, when you're shooting it, that's, if you look yeah, at watches now, right. But I guess the hour was pointing at two and eight, which is, it could be another nod at 2,800 on the uh, Strucker watch episode. So this, somebody's doing like, somebody watches these things super, super tight. It's not me. I, I, I pick it up off the interwebs like everybody else. Um, Dr. Nielsen was the guy's name. And if you know anything about television, there's a Nielsen's oh, yeah. system. So, you know, I didn't pick up on that, but that was a nice little call. That has nothing to do with uh, what's going on in the story. Um, so, um, let's see. What are the, some of the other stuff here? Do, 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 do. William Shakespeare stuff. Oh, that's right. When he was talking about, um, there's just references to, Shakespeare and that kind of stuff. We, we knew that. Um, so the Hydra soak, the soap, that was the commercial. Yes. Now, now this isn't in what I'm reading now, but for, I remember, didn't, didn't they used to call like on agents of shield, like um, the brainwashing. What are they all brainwash? Is this a, a reference? This is my own thing. Is this a reference to brainwashing, soaking somebody cleaning? Oh, wow. I hadn't thought of that. Uh, I think you could be right. Um, so that that's what I took from like, oh, wasn't Coulson brainwashed by Hydra? And then they call it or brainwashed. Like, I I feel like Coulson had some. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know if he was brainwashed by Hydra, but um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they call it going to Tahiti. Oh, that's right. But my mind went to brainwash when I saw this. I'm like, oh. It could very well be because we, we, like you said, you brought it up earlier. Is... Wanna doing this all on her own. Well, she obviously is controlling everything. Right. But that doesn't mean she's not being influenced. We saw that with Agnes, who right. in this episode didn't have as much to do. Um, but she still has the brooch. I still think that she is Agatha Harkness or 
this version, her, the, the MCU version of such. Right. And she was kind of, you know, warning Vision, you know, about Geraldine. She doesn't have a home. She doesn't have a husband. She's right. from here. Right. And she has that cool little sword logo. Yeah. Pendant. Pendant. Yep. So... I'm looking here, if I'm reading this correctly, Earth 2800 is the MCU. Huh. So all the realities have a number. Like I said, the main comic reality is Earth 616. But the MCU exists in the comic as Earth 2800. Hmm. So that might be just that. Saying, yeah, this is, this is the MCU, Earth 2800. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, let's see. We talked about um, the Ultron. Uh, Where's the last one? Oh, nah. This one's really out of the way. Stupid. They, they, they get into this, the, the dish soap brand that's on the kitchen thing is called Koi. This could be a fun little twist and a silly off-brand names using TV shows that help the viewer liken it to a brand we know in the real world. Or, and here's where things get galaxy-brained, what if the Koi name is a shout-out to Marvel characters, specifically a mutant named Hank McCoy? That seems a stretch. That's a stretch big time. Huge stretch. Huge stretch. So. I mean... I know they like to throw Easter eggs in there, but that seems a bit much. I mean, I would yeah. like to think that if they're going to throw something in there, they'd mention like you know Gray Malkin Lane, where the ex, you know, the original X Men, you know, the Xavier Institute was, or show like an icon or a, a school book or a school with like you know Xavier's you know school for gifted youngsters or make reference to a Baxter building or something subtle like that where, you know, only, only geeks know that the Baxter building is where the fantastic four operate out of, you know, I don't think they'd go so far as to, we're going to name the soap Koi. And that's a reference to Hank McCoy. That seems too far fetched. Right. But that's just me. I could be wrong. Right. So where do you think it's going to go now? So as far as I know, we at least, at least have one more episode where they're in the 70s because we haven't seen them in their their original costumes. So I assume that's a Halloween episode coming up. So we know that that's going to happen because we, we've seen the shots of Vision and, and Wanda in their comic book magazine, or their, their original comic book uh, outfit, right? Right, but... That could, be, that, that could be the next episode, which I'm assuming is going to be the 80s, maybe. If it jumps, right, it could be. And that could have been in the 80s. Um, so I think we may have a couple, maybe a couple left before maybe everything really breaks apart. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. What have we missed? Anything we missed on that thing? Uh, I don't think so. I mean... I think we covered it, Joe. Yeah, I mean it's a good episode. I it's, it makes me want more, um, and we'll cover it more as it as it breaks. But I, I my my takeaways are Wanda's doing this. Don't know why she's doing it other than she's broke down, and I think that if she does break apart, that that is going to set the tone for Doctor Strange, and she, I think she's going to be the antagonist, and it's going to be interesting for us. That's my guess. 
I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I just don't know if I see it going that route at this point yet, but I'll uh, I'll keep watching and maybe you'll be proven to be right. Where do you what do you think is going then before we go? Give me your Um Well, I don't know if she's necessarily gonna become the protagonist or if possibly um, there's some unknown influence on her. Could be Agnes, could be something else much more nefarious mm-hmm. that perhaps we have not met yet. Because remember they've made references to the devil. Um, right. We talked about that. Is the, you know, the devil of the Marvel universe for the large part. So it could be that Mephisto is the big, big bad guy in, um, uh, the Dr. Strange movie. Not sure. So I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, I think there's some other outside nefarious force we haven't met yet. And that might be the antagonist. Cool. Well, let's keep up. I'm going to look into this uh, Secret Wars more and kind of learn that. And then maybe we'll see if there's anything that this is all leading to. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Let's jump right into Ready Player Two, Section Two. And, um, okay, for me, you know what? You go first. I went first on Wanda. So let's see what you, let's, let's get you jumping in. Well, let me start by saying this. When I divided the book, obviously I hadn't read it yet. Um, I could see a there being a benefit to having read the book before chopping things up and turning it into a uh, book club. But this book is one book that neither of us had read, so we both wanted right. to read it. So when I chopped up the book, I literally looked and said, okay, it's about 90 pages. I mean, it's what, about 360 pages, give or take. So right. if we chop it up into four chunks, it's about 90 pages. So I basically went through and... When I found a chapter that ended to somewhere around 90 pages, boom. That's our first section, second section. That's how I divided it up. Right. It makes me look like a genius almost. <laughs> because that first section we did, like the first 91 pages, was all set up. And then, boom. The yeah. story gets going, like page one of the second section here on page 92 or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, just so everyone knows, I'm not a genius. It was, we know. <laughs> it was completely serendipitous so um, or you know like this is just beats of writing that's good i mean you know we've got a typical size book so it's probably most books do this that we just don't know about but i think it's i think you're right i think you happen to catch them on these these first two on some really good spots yeah um my reaction is so you know i think we talked last week you know it's way different from ready player one initially um i think it had to be and I was okay with it, but it was, it just didn't grab me the way that Ready Player One did. I'm not saying the section should section did either, but it certainly was much more similar. I mean, now we're on, the big quest has started, and it's a completely different, I mean, yes, it's a quest again, but the reason behind it is completely different. Well, the stakes and, are higher now, right? It's yes. a big deal. I mean, you had to go, you know, it's it's like, okay, we just did, uh, we just had a, a movie on Iron Man, but we got to get to, you know, the Avengers. We're almost at the Avengers for this thing because it's, you know, the fate of the world now. Yeah. Yeah. So it really, it has me wondering because how much more can you do? And it, it really has me thinking about where this book's going to end now because now that we've read this section we're halfway through the book and i'm not sure where it's going to end whereas the last book i mean it ended like 
like a Spielberg movie, like a Spielberg. Right. Every, Spiel, every, yeah. Spielberg. Sorry. Yeah. And which was funny because it became a Spielberg movie, but it had a big happy ending. Where yeah. Everyone's happy and everyone's got the money and it's all good and everything's great. I don't think that's gonna how this movie, this book's gonna end. So, yeah, I think okay. So this section really starts to kick into gear. It uh, pulls you in more. You have an interesting character that leads the beginning of this. Uh, I can't know how to say her, low for for lack of a better thing, just call her low. Yep, I'm good with that. Um, right now she's the most interesting character, personally. Yes. Um, because we don't know what that person is. Maybe low was, um a plant or something who knows um like a like a fake person i don't know um, i think i know what you're saying and I yeah i'm trying to i guess i'm trying not to give away i, I guess we can it's the spoilers i mean you're supposed to catch up with us but um basically we, you know um halliday's avatar agnorak how do you say it anorak i thought anorak. yeah anorak um has become an ai and it's it's a, a Jarvis gone bad. It's it's Ultron, you know. It's Ultron within within this oasis. room, right? So, but going way back, like we, when we talked last week about this whole Matrix thing, like we like we both knew like that's going to be bad. Like you know, like we know that's going to be bad. Like you don't just do like that. You don't talk about that, um, and not turn it into something that's going to be you know bad. I mean, um. Samantha or uh, what's her code name again? Artemis. Uh, Artemis. Yeah. She's our, she, she's the voice of reason. And um, so we know that's going to be bad. And obviously it is bad because once you're, you're jacked in, you know, he did say, Oh, it's a coffin. Once you get into your thing, like that's all foreshadowing. It was, yes. it's, it's all, you know, coming kind of clear now. So, Basically, Halliday's avatar is, it does not want to be shut down, so he takes over this whole thing and puts our heroes into a situation of it's uh, find these other pieces for me because what we think is that he wants to build a digital version of the woman he loved. Yes. Right, that might have the AI. Yep, and you know, it's funny. So I, I didn't message you last night because... I wanted our discussion about this to be completely fresh right, and unrehearsed. Right. So one of our listeners, Michael, Michael Vandenberg, he, he messages me a few times a week and he is reading this book along with us. Right. And he's a pretty quick, fast read. So he, he had told me a couple of days ago, he's like, oh, the second section, it really gets going. So last night... I want to say about page 165, 170. Yep. I sent him a message. I said, all right, here's where I think this is going. Don't tell me because I know you've already finished this section. But I said, and I thought this earlier in the book, I had a hint of this. But now, you know, as we were going along, I was like, holy shit, these shards are the AI. There are an AI version of Kira. And Halliday, that sociopathic fuck <laughs> he's just lonely well he's lonely but you still yeah. can't do that well you can't take the brain signature of some woman who you love who married your friend just because you want to be with her consciousness in a 
alternate reality in a, in a you know, internet reality. It's, it's but we don't know how he got her consciousness. That's what we got to figure out. That's how we, that's what we But it was funny. So I messaged Michael last night. I said, here's what I think is happening. I think the shards uh, make her and she fucking Halliday made an AI of her. I said, but don't tell me if I'm right. And then I got obviously through her section. I was like, okay, the book basically confirmed that. It tells you that. Yeah, right. But I, I figured it out. Just a few minutes before the book revealed it, I was like, "I, I think, think that's that's a style of his reading." Because I do the same thing. I think he, he that that's the one thing I like about his writing. I mean, not his reading, uh, is that he, I think he lets you figure it out before he says it a lot, which is cool. Yep, that's how the first book was for me. I'm like, "Oh, it's this," and then, and then two pages later, "Yeah, it is that." So that's what keeps you like, "Oh, I was right." So I feel like I'm engaged with the book, right? Right. Um, I mean, clearly, like, what's this whole like? Why release Sorrento though? That's the one thing that I don't get. Is it just because he's the bad, bad? Like, what what is the need for the AI to do? Like, why does he need to let him go? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know that releasing Sorrento, other than he was the bad guy in the first book. Right. Bring him back. I, I don't really see the point of that, other than Sorrento is willing to torture, cheat, or kill. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah, but I feel like he doesn't need him. Well, he might need him in the fact that, uh, as far as we know, the AI might be able to affect computers and other things outside in, in the real world. He, he still doesn't have a physical presence in the real world. Real world, So maybe that's where Sorrento comes in. Yeah, maybe we'll get more into it as maybe we'll learn more why later. Yeah. Um, so I like the setup. I, I, you know, it got me into it. Like now the fate of the world, if they don't get this, it's now it's timed, right? So you now get this whole 24 vibe to it, the, the countdown, which is always good for drama, right? So we've got roughly 10 hours left or something like that for, for everybody to kind of just become uh, puddles of nothing. <laughs> what a terrible um, way to go too. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's also like that, the, there was an interesting speech by Anorak. Agner, I got. I got. I don't have the words in front of me, so that's, I probably should have better notes. But um, Halliday, where he's like, "You're worried about now after you've destroyed the planet, you've done all these things, and now you're now you're worried about living. You you, you hide all the time in this machine. You don't even give a shit about the real world." Like right. it was a very, you know, well, a, a soliloquy of like, what difference does it make? You the world's already dead, right? Which is what an AI would do, right? Well, and yeah, I mean, Ernest Klein kind of telegraphed a little bit by saying, you know, every AI realizes it's superior to the human race and doesn't need the human race and wants to go evil. And I know Anorak says he doesn't want to kill everyone off, but I, I think that's just right now. I think I think this is going to become that stereotypical AI that does want to kill off the human race. I don't know. I, I don't know about that. I think he just wants to have the control. I don't know if, if he cares, if it well, cares. I don't think, okay, if Kira, this is really her consciousness, and I, I got to believe this, the high five, this, this group, is not going to give her consciousness to Anorak. I think at the end, he will get pissed and want to kill everyone off. But here's... There has to be consequences by the end of this book. That not everybody can live. I'll be ups- I mean, I don't want anybody to go away, but I think somebody has to go away. Well, here's what I think. I think they've foreshadowed it too many times now in this section. 
I think that by the end of this book, um, Z, Percival, whatever you want to call him. Parzival. Wade. Yeah. He's, Wade Watts. He's going to hit the big red button and shut down the Oasis. Well, we definitely have gotten to there, right? I, I think. I mean, they're showing that they keep telling us that he's had the dream about it. But it may not be a destruction. It may be a reset. Well, I think from what, again, we're only halfway through the book. But I think you're hitting the nail on the head where Anorex basically saying everyone is spending all this time inside of it. And, you know, supposedly they they, they did all these studies showing that if they did shut down the Oasis, how it would destroy the world. The economy, it would fall, everything, right? But I'm thinking, like Anorex said, everyone is in it all the time. They're not right. addressing the real world. And we've already seen this as a foreshadowing from you know, Samantha or Artemis or whatever you want to call her, whatever mm-hmm. her name is. They're um, both right. Well, but, you know, she is actually doing something in the real world to try and save the world. And I think Wade's going to see that. And I think he's going to hit the button and force everyone out of the Oasis and face the physical real world and fix those problems. That's right. Where I, see this going. I do too. I think there's something to that. I mean, I, I don't think this person, uh, I don't think we're going to have a huge curveball. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Um, I'd be interested. I think it would be good. This might be a really good ending for Wade to pass away. Like, I feel like he should, to, to put some substance to this book, like he should pass away. And let's, and let's find out what this low person is. So do you think, now that I'm looking at it, was Lowe a plant from the AI to get him to out there to find that first shard? I wouldn't be Or do you think it's a real person? You think it's a real person? Um, I think it's possible that Lowe could be an AI, but I think it's, I think it's more likely that, um, Low might be a double agent of some sort. I, for whatever reason, I don't trust Low. I don't either. And I obviously they're going to come back. He's going to call her for help, right? right. I mean, we know that's coming at some point. Yeah, um, yeah. You you don't introduce a character like Low that helps you get the whole thing started and not bring her back in somehow, right? And for whatever reason, again, I don't know why I think that. I don't have any evidence towards that. But now, now Kira, Kira, the character, she passed from cancer. What was her, what was her demise? You know, it's been so long since I read the first book, but I want to say almost, I, I, I would bet my left pinky at this point that I think it was cancer. Something like that. What if Og is the one who actually captured her without her knowing and her, and he's the one who put the shards out there anyway, he didn't want them found, but then Halliday found out they were out there. What if Og, and that's why Og didn't want any part of anybody finding them because he was like, oh shit, I probably should have never have done that. But maybe he did it for himself first. Maybe it wasn't Halliday that did that. You know, while she was sick. Possibly. I mean, that would be an interesting twist, that's for sure. Well, I'd seem more realistic in that, like, he wants to be with the person he loves forever. So he, I mean, he, it's, it's his wife. And, and uh, maybe he did it, but then Halliday found out. I don't know. Knew they're out there. But that that produces some problems. Like if he was able to completely digitize his wife and her consciousness, then why wouldn't he do the same to himself and let his physical body go so they can be together forever? I, I, I don't know. I'm, it's a good thing. I mean, it, 
we'll see. But I mean, clearly he didn't want him found for a reason. So we have to find out why Og, well, Og obviously Og it well, doesn't want his wife to be uh, brought back that way. Right. I wouldn't think that. And I think, I mean, just like they, like they said, like Wade says, you know, Og wouldn't talk to him anymore because he kept talking about his dead wife and quit bringing her up, you know? Yeah. I guess they did too. If you lost the love of your life. Right. You know, one thing too, as I mentioned last time, even this time, I, I the, the story's kicking in more and as it kicks in, the less references I need, don't, I don't need to know that you played unless, unless it means something to the story. Like don't just throw in casual. Um, I, I threw this song on, which is blah, 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 by this person in the eighties. I'm like, Oh, I don't fucking care. Does it mean something to the story? Do you know what I mean? You, no, I'm like, so, I, I think I agree with you that as fun as the eighties nostalgia trip was in the first book, I'm starting to think this would be a stronger book if they stopped making all the references. Unless it's a vehicle for propelling the storyline. Right. Which, full disclosure, usually I read these sections and I stop, but I was enjoying it so much I actually went a bit ahead into the next section, which I'm not going to talk about that. I, would, I, would, I can do that. I can read it as much as I want. <laughs> no, but, because I think it hurts. Well, go ahead. Well, I only went a few pages. No, no big reveals happened where I okay. read. I only read a couple pages in, but I mainly did it because I was like, "I'm a procrastinator," and I didn't pick up the book and start reading until Monday night. I read it all. I mean, last night? You mean? Yeah. Oh, I read it all uh, last night as well. <laughs> See, <laughs> the funny thing but is, I could have because I, I read Sunday. I read. A Light of the Jedi. That was my choice. Oh, I got the book out Sunday afternoon and said, all right, I got to start reading this, Shay. And then before I knew it was nighttime, and then I got tired, and then I put the book down. I never read a damn page. I said, all right, I got to read all. You just took the picture of it for Instagram? Look at me. I'm a reader. No, I thought, didn't I, send, <laughs> didn't I post that yesterday? I don't know. I remember when you posted no, it. Post. I think I did do it on Monday. That's right. I take that back. Uh, I did read a little bit on Sunday, but like two, three pages. Right. <laughs> like uh, I, I really did not get far, and I hate. So part of me was like, start reading a little bit now, so that way next Monday night you're like, oh shit, I got ninety pages to read tonight. But you know what? He reads really fast. He like does. His, the way he, he writes is very simple, which I have nothing against. Like I don't need complex. It's just, it's just boom, boom. Just say it, go, go. There's not extra. Well, and the two, I find, you know, when a book really grabs me and gets, you know, like an action sequence or something, I read faster. Right. So, yeah, yeah. It's just like, so well, yeah. the first section of this, you know, the 90 pages, they, they, you know, they took me a little time. And I don't know if they, I actually read faster because things took, you know, a turn and things jumped up and, you know, things really got going with this. I don't know if I actually read faster or if it just felt like I read faster, but... I mean, I remember thinking, all right, I got, you know, 30 pages to go. The next thing I know, I'm like, oh, I got five pages to go. Yeah. So This book reads fast. It's like, I'm starting to have fun with it. I'm excited for what happens next. Um, if, did I miss any sections? Or is there anything else you want to bring up for this section that we should cover? No, my biggest thing was that, like like you, I don't trust low. Right. And... Um, well, that's it. I mean, I think we covered everything else. 
Yeah, I mean, all the characters are cool. They're, they're I mean, the, the four are back. I knew that um, Artemis wasn't going to die from the plane thing. Um, just didn't feel like she was gonna. So, uh, I mean, the drama was there. I, I did like the idea that she had a parachute. She took the way out, and she got she she was gonna get away. I like her character a lot. Here's my concern. I agree with you that I think someone should die. It's got to be Wade. If it's well, here's my here's my fear. Because, all right, Low we've already met, but we also know that Low is um, is trans. Uh, it's Omni, right? No. Is that what? Maybe she was trans. He, yeah, she is now. Yeah. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, you're well, right. So I'm concerned. Number one, if Lo is trans, if she turns out to be a bad guy, or if, you know, the pound of flesh, the death that they required to give this book some substance. Right. I, I don't know if it should be Wade. I, I can see it being Wade. I think it's too tragic if they make it uh, Artemis. Right. I don't think it's going to be Shoto because his brother died in the last book. Right. So if they kill off H, H who is gay, I, I, I'm weary of that only because too often in media you see, all right, here's the different person, kill him off. Right. I, if they were, again, I'm sure I'm way off. Let's say Lo is the, is the, is a good person. Let's say Lowe is a, is a new hero. I think it would be cool. Now, ironically, the first bit of this whole thing was uh, him getting through that Sega Ninja game and it yes. turned from a woman to a man in the yes. story. Like, But now you have a, a Lowe who's from a man to a woman. Yes. It's an, it's an interesting play. I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool. Um, not cool, but I think it would be a, a bold choice to have Wade pass away but everything goes to low and that is ready player two and she has her own book later she's the second player gotcha you know what I mean right who knows I think that would, I mean, that'd, that'd, that'd be, be cool that would be bold bold as hell like you've got rid of Wade Watts holy crap he could be your Da Vinci Code dude you know he could be in every book but I just think it would be very bold to have your main character go away. Maybe he digitizes himself and becomes part of the thing and takes over. This is going to sound this is going to sound like a diss and I'm not trying to make it sound that way. You never. I don't think Ernest Klein is bold enough to do that. No, I don't either. I don't don't either. I think it's going to be very, we're going to might be very happy, but uh, we don't know. I know we don't know, but I've read two of his books now. You know, um, Ready Player One and Ramada. Um, and I just, uh, I, I don't see him going that bold. I see him being a bit safer and that's, that's just me. Right. Right. So that's my take. I'd be, I think it'd be interesting. I, I'm looking forward. I will probably again, read it either Sunday night or Monday because that's the way I roll too. Cause I want to read, um, light of the Jedi still. Um, well, part of it too is I, I do like this to be fresh in my mind. For the podcast. I do too. Yep. Yep. So, but that said, I am enjoying it. So I already moved ahead. So, yeah, I don't take notes when I read unless something's really there because I want to read the book. But I probably, you know, I'm sure I missed stuff. I would love for people to chime in. Um, well, what I did for Dune was I would actually highlight things I wanted to bring up and put in the notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I read, I read Dune on a Kindle where I can do that quickly as I'm reading. 
Yeah, I have. I'm on a Kindle, but I haven't figured out the highlight thing. Like, how do you make that work? My Kindle's pretty slow. Like when I highlight stuff, that's the reaction so bad. You just probably, probably work out of, they're probably working on my iPad better than the Possibly. actual. Because you you don't you read your Kindle Fire, you don't read it on an actual paper Kindle, do you? Yeah, I have a Kindle Paperweight, but that's not. I'm uh, actually reading mine. I actually have it from the library, and I'm reading actual papers. No, I know, but I meant when do you read on that Paperweight mostly, oh, or do you read on oh, yeah. the the tablet that you bought? I won't read on the tablet though. I, the LCD bothers me. Uh, a good way around that. Well, here's a little tr- hint: switch it from uh, put black background, white type. I've done that too when I do when I so. Uh, there are a few books where I, when I, before for I had tablet. my, for my, yeah, when I used to read a couple books on, I'd read them on my phone, I would do yeah. that and change it. I, that's the only read, way I'll read on LCD. Right. But I, I don't know. Some people, you know, I, I always prefer a paper book, but second for me is that paper or the uh, e paper white. Just, I love it. Yeah. I, I love, love it, it too. It's just. I love it. It's but mine's old. So like to highlight something's really slow. It's like, oh, it's, it's painful. So I don't even do it. <laughs> Get yourself a new one. I know. Mine's like three years old. Oh, mine's the same age. Well, I don't know. Do I have to reset it? I don't know. We can talk, <laughs> we can talk offline about my Kindle dreams. Um, okay. Let's wrap this one up. We're, we're, we're a little deep on it. So for those that want to, that are reading along with us, give us your thoughts if you want on social media. Um, you know, Michael, maybe we ask that in an actual post like, Hey, we just talked about it. Did you listen? What did you think? And I don't know. Maybe we'll get some answers. Maybe we won't. I don't know. Um, but you can tell them how to reach us in social media to talk to us about ready player two and whatever else we talk about. I can. Cause if you look for us on Twitter, look, we're at Kybercast or on Instagram at Kybercast. If you're looking for us on Facebook, either group or page, we're the Kybercast. Awesome. And if you like this episode, please tell a friend, get the, get our name out there, get us more people listening. Um, tell them they can find us on all the podcatchers except Amazon. And um, hey, if you want to give us a, a rating, that would really help for, you know, getting us somewhere in the Apple sphere of people happen to find us on accident. Uh, so that would be really helpful. Um, also, you know, I think we talked about it one time last year and it was after Christmas. We do have a merch area. If you want to go to our site on kybercast.com slash shop, you can find cool mugs, shirts, stuff like that. Um, that helps the show too. We don't make any real money on that and that's not what we're looking for. But if somebody sees you with a mug, if somebody sees you with a t-shirt and that's what that is, you can tell them. So uh, grab a shirt or mug or even, I think there's even a phone case out there. I don't know what the hell. It's a big store. Um, check it out at kybercast.com slash shop. Um, Other than that, anything else, Michael? I think that's it. Cool. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you next week. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.